Amen and amen. Good afternoon, Central Park Baptist Church. Good afternoon to you all. How are we doing this afternoon? We doing okay? Amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing the hymn, Stand Up for Jesus. So it's hard to sing this hymn sitting down. If you're able to rise, we'd like you to stand. It's uh, hymn 502, hymn 502, hymn 502, stand up for Jesus, hymn 502. Uh, stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer from victory. Father, we want to thank you once again for the day that you've given us, God. Thank you for the good services we had this morning. I pray, Lord, that you'd meet with us in a special, mighty way this afternoon. And I pray, God, that you'd be a pastor as he preaches. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all you've done. And that's all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hymn 465. Hymn 465. I'm, I'm out of breath, and I didn't even pray. <laughs> you know, y'all heard about folks that can type. 100 words a minute. Brother DeVito can talk 100 words a minute. Eat, no problem at all. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hymn 465, hymn 465. Amen. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. 
But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to Draw me nearer, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now, consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I stand. When I kneel in prayer and with thee, my God, I can move as friend with friends. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious Oh, there are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me afternoon service you may be seated thank you for being here let me give you just a few announcements don't forget about uh, men's and ladies bible study tomorrow night uh, at 6 45 6 45 i gotta get my old man glasses out here and we're back to slow speech amen elderly slow speech uh but uh uh that's at 6 45 don't forget and uh Tomorrow and then on Tuesday we'll be going to the uh, the Creation Museum. If you didn't, if you need information and you, uh, didn't get a card, uh, Brother Ron, raise your hand so everybody can see you. He's got a couple of cards and uh, uh, he'll give those to you. It's got information on it with the with the address and information about how to park and so on like that. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that. If you are not uh, riding in the bus but you're signed up to go. Please put a check mark next to your name on the list out there so we don't wait with the van to have you wait to, to, to us to leave so that we can go as soon as we have everybody available. Amen. And please, if you're driving, be there by 9.50, 9.50, so we can go in as a group. Amen. Um, continue to pray for the Korean ministry as they start their services next week. Amen. I know they're excited about that. I'm excited for them. Amen. And then, of course, uh, on August 7th, we'll be having uh, the Miller family with us, missionaries to Mexico. 
What a wonderful family. If you didn't get to hear them that one day that they were stopped by just to say hi, I'm telling you, you are in for a blessing. They were amazing. They Not only are they right on target with the Word of God, not only is their ministry doing exactly what we would do if we were in Mexico, but the music is just unbelievable that that family itself produces. They got this little boy. He's so cute. Stands right up front here, and he plays his little... Uh, I'm not sure what it is, ukulele or what, uh, is it a ukulele? He is so cute, but he's right on target. He's got all those, he's got it all there, amen. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. In fact, if you would, I would encourage you to invite, invite folks to come who love good music. And this is a good reason to get them in church, to get the gospel to them, because they're going to be a blessing. They'll be with us all day on August 7th, amen. Pastor, you come. We're going to do a little building in a minute. Amen. 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 Our spiritual house, and I'm thankful that you chose to come back and build. Uh, And I don't mean this cruelly. I'm not saying this I'm saying this to encourage you that other folks have chosen not to build. But I'm glad that you've chosen to build and on your spiritual house. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, I like a little privacy for one in my house. And I like some protection. And I'm thankful we had some walls up when the tornado hit, you know. Uh, and I'm telling you, nowadays I look out the back of the house and I see the trees doing like this. It makes you look at that stuff a little bit different these days. Uh, but uh, I, I appreciate you being back. Uh, you know, how, how many of y'all, you can raise your hand or not, uh, you know, and there's a lot of folks. How many of y'all been through some stuff this week? Amen. Uh, I don't know what that is. But God knows what that is. Uh, how many of you felt like that the that the old devil is? Uh, you felt the pressure on you this week. You know, I was telling Brother Marco earlier. I really feel like that the last few weeks that uh, we haven't been quite where we were two months ago uh, in our worship. And I don't mean that in a negative. I just feel like I, you can feel the oppression uh, that the old devil. Uh, brings on us now he by the way he can't come in here but we allow him in here in in our spirit uh, because we come in we're heavy and we're burdened and uh, but I I want us to pray for one another and I want to here before we pray for our prayer I haven't talked to brother Shelton about this but I know I don't might think he'll mind I'm going to ask him to lead us in a word of prayer and uh, we don't, I'm, uh, I'll ask him, we don't have to pray long, but just pray that God will help us and protect us. Uh, listen, you, don't you rebuke Satan, but you ask the Lord to rebuke him on your behalf. And that's where our strength is. That's what, you, you remember, the archangel did that. He asked God to rebuke the devil on his behalf. And uh, so I want us to pray and ask the Lord to help us and uh, that we... Uh, you know, there, we have that liberty, uh, and that the, that we, when we come in, that we're prepared for worship, and that the Lord will help us and protect us, but also that uh, the Lord will uh, watch over us and lift our burden. He'll carry our burdens for us, Amen. And I'm glad for that. So I want to just, I want to just take a minute. You know, sometimes God says, "Just be still, and know that I'm God." 
And so let's be still for just a moment. I'll ask Brother Shelton if he would to lead us in a word of prayer, and then I'll pray right after him. We'll ask the Lord's blessing uh, on our offering. So you come right there, Brother Shelton. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we we come before you, Father. Uh, as always, Lord, we want to first, Lord, come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord. Uh, whether we're at the peaks of the mountains or down in the valley, Lord, you are still always worthy to be praised. We're thankful, Lord, that you are a prayer-answering God. And so, Father, uh, this afternoon, Lord, we come, Lord, because uh, there are many of us here, Lord, who are burdened and heavy laden, Father, but uh, our Savior, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, said that we can cast all of our cares upon him, Lord. And, and so, Father, we come, Lord, uh, to do that uh, right now, Lord, is to cast all of our cares upon you, Father. We just have so many things going on in the world, things that we hear on the news, the violence that's happening across America, uh, just various uh, issues that uh, pull at our heartstrings, uh, many uh, heartbreaking situations, whether it be financial or uh, family issues or medical issues, Lord. Uh, Father, we just come before you, Lord, because we know, Lord, that you, Lord, have the power over all of those things, Father. And so, Father, we just ask, Father, that uh, you just give us the strength, Lord, uh, to carry on, Father. Uh, even while we're in the midst of the storm, Lord, you, just as Jesus said, peace be still. Father, we, would, we desire to just be still, Father, and to watch you work in a very majestic way. And we just ask, Lord, that uh, your will be done, even in the midst of our circumstances, Lord, that we just continue to have the faith to trust in you. And we know that you've made us a promise, Lord, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So we thank you, Lord, for that promise. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Lord, we thank thee, Father. I'm thankful that we uh, serve not only a mighty God, but an almighty God. And, Lord, I'm thankful today, God, that... Uh, that you're on the throne, Lord, and uh, God, that nothing has caught you by surprise, and Lord, uh, nothing has uh, come your way that, God, that you can't control or handle, uh, but Lord, there's sometimes there are things that comes in our lives, Lord, as individuals, and God, that we can't handle, and Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to try to handle them, but that we will turn them over to you, our Savior, our God, uh, uh, Lord, our buckler, our shield, and Lord, that, that we will allow you to fight our battles for us. God, sometimes we forget that, God, that you said that you would do that. And, Lord, as Brother Shelton's already said, Lord, I pray that, God, that we'll cast all our care upon you, God, because you care for us. And, Lord, you said that uh, your yoke is easy, your burden's light. And I pray, God, that you would, uh, Lord, just help us as your children to, uh, Lord, run to you, run to our our Heavenly Father, and again, allow you to carry our burdens for us. Lord, we need your protection, God. Lord, help us to realize that we're no match for Satan, but God, uh, you created him, and Lord, and you have control over him. God, you only allow him to do, Lord, what he does, and, and God, I'm thankful that uh, everything that we face has been filtered through the fingertips of an omnipotent God today, and Lord, you love us, and I'm thankful. So, Lord, please strengthen us, Lord, today. Just uh, everyone that's in this place, raise their hands about burdens. And, uh, God, I pray that you'd help us. You said in the song, burdens are lifted at Calvary. And I pray that you'd help us to run to Calvary, Lord, and, and uh, cast our burdens on you, leave them there. Lord, bless us tonight, God, or this afternoon. Bless our worship today. And I pray, God, that you'd bless this offering. Again, bless our people. Many are sick. Many are hurting. 
And I'm thankful to give you praise for what you're going to do and the blessings that you bestow upon us because it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Uh, if you have an offering, you please come, okay? Come right here. We'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 461, hymn 461, Stepping in the Light. Stepping in the Light, hymn 461. And then afterwards, if you will briefly greet each other as we prepare for this afternoon's special, okay? I'm trying to walk in the steps of the Savior, trying to follow our Savior and King, shaping our lives by the blessed example. Happy, how happy the songs that we bring. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, let and pass of light. Pressing more closely to him who is leading when we are tempted to turn from the way. Trusting beyond that is strong to defend us. Happy, how happy our praises each day. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, let it pass on light. Walking the footsteps of gentle forbearance, footsteps of faithful mercy and love. Looking to Him for the grace freely promised, happy a happy a journey above how beautiful to walk in the steps of the savior stepping in the light stepping in the light how beautiful to walk in the steps of the savior let him pass of light trying to walk in the steps of the savior up Upward, still upward, will follow our God. When we shall see him, the king, in his beauty, happy, how happy, our place at his side. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the line, stepping in the line. Beautiful in the steps of the Savior. Amen. If you would use this time to briefly greet each other.
Amen. Now, if you're able to rise again, we're going to do uh, hymn 530. Hymn 530. All right. Hymn 530. Work for the night is coming. <laughs> Go, 
and I'm reminded of his words, I'll leave thee never. Just be true, I'll give to you a life forever. I wonder what I could have done to deserve God's only son. Fight my battles till they're won. Who am I? Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would pray, not my will, thine for? The answer I may never know, why he ever loved me so, that to an old rugged cross he'd go, for who am I, that to an old rugged cross he'd go, First Thessalonians chapter one. First Thessalonians chapter one. Let's just read the whole chapter. It's, it's you know, not very long, ten verses. All right. First Thessalonians chapter one. Find your place, amen. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. For nowadays we want to receive the word, and we want it to be easy, smooth, and don't rustle, you know, ruffle our feathers. Uh, but they received it in much affliction, so that you are in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, right. even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I'm thankful, Lord, for your promise. And, Lord, for this letter that we've been uh, looking at, God, and uh, from Paul to the Thessalonians. I pray, God, that you'll help us to receive, Lord, what you have here, that it might help us as a church, Lord, and uh, God, that you would strengthen us and empower us, Lord, and 
And uh, God, grow us both spiritually and numerically. And Lord, we'll be mindful to give you the praise. Bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. If you notice, we talked about last week that how these people, they followed uh, human examples. And, you know, folks, you're going to, people are going to follow you whether you want them to or not. Uh, there's always going to be somebody that watches you to the point where they're going to follow your example. And if they think it's all right for you to do it as a child of God, then they're going to do it. Yes. Amen. So that's why we need to make sure that we as Christians, that we're following after the Lord. Because if we follow him and, and we copy his example, then we don't have to worry about whether we're going to do the right thing when somebody follows us. So they followed human examples as they followed the Lord. If you look there in verse 6, it says, You became followers of us and the Lord. Uh, so the church at Thessalonica, they were an example church because they followed the Lord. And, and uh, we noticed that, talked about last week as well, that how God wants followers, not admirers. We have a lot of admirers today in churches uh, they come for on a Sunday morning and just simply to to admire. I mean, uh, listen, I mean, if we really get down to the, the nasty now, now, uh, if we're going to really follow the Lord, then we've got to be more committed to the things of God. I mean, and, and I, I appreciate you, but I mean, we've got to do it as a whole. Uh, as the old saying goes, we are only as strong as our weakest link. And so God help us and to be followers and not admirers. And so as we come to verse 7 and 8, we notice where we left off last week uh, that Paul remembered this church's fellowship, and they followed him, and together they followed the Lord. Because, and because of this, they had a great start. And all of these things up to this point uh, have been about the church, or we've seen about this church has developed into a reputation and listen, you, if you think back to your high school days, uh, most people uh, that you remember back then, well, they could be have the, the rottenest reputation then. And then today, they could be the most upstanding, moral individual uh, that, you, that, that, that ever walked. But unless you met them again some 30, 40 years later, they still, in your mind, have the same reputation then that they have now. And so it's important to us that as a church that we have a right reputation. Uh, I know churches today that I can think of them, and, and I don't know, I've not been there in years, but to me, they still have a reputation of being what's called a preacher killer. Uh, preachers go there to die. Uh, they go and stay about two years, and I, I'm thinking of a church now. My dad pastored, and uh, all they wanted him to do was show up on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and preach. Don't worry about anything else. We'll take care of it. And don't worry about getting new visitors here and reaching people for the Lord, because as soon as they come, we're going to run them off. Because they, they, they cared about our four no more. Uh, that church has a reputation. Uh, well, I'm letting you know that Central Park has a reputation. And, and we need to have and should have, if we, and I believe that we have a reputation of a, as a church that's trying to do the best that we can to reach people for the cause of Christ. And that we have a reputation that we feel the presence of God here. 
But listen, that reputation is only as strong as our weakest link, so to speak. Uh, but, and we see that this church had a reputation of, a reputation of being uh, for the Lord. And if you look in verse 7 and 8, notice what it says again. It says, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward, watch, is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. So now here's the reputation of the church, and it is that they had a powerful reputation of the gospel. And if you look in verse 5, look back up there, it says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but notice how it came, but also in what? Power. Now it's a wonderful thing when you're talking to somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're talking to them, and, 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 and sometimes when you talk to somebody that may be lost, you can just see a light come on, ping. And, and then the, 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 the power of the gospel uh, begins to shed abroad in their heart, and they begin, you can see it. You can see that they begin to think, you know, hey, I'm lost. And they begin to think, not only am I lost, but Jesus died for me. I mean, for me, a lost person, Jesus did that for me. And that I can become a child, and I mean, you can just begin to see the gospel begin to change their heart. And, and, and listen, you, listen, I want you to understand something. That is the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I, as individuals, do not have the power to change people's lives. But we can take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we can use it, to, and, and it alone will do the changing of the, pe power, uh, of the people's lives that we talk to. So when Paul here is preaching, he's not depending upon his ability. God help us not to be dependent upon our ability when it comes to doing spiritual things. Paul was not depending on his ability. He wasn't depending on his words, his charisma, his wisdom, or his appearance. But Paul was standing in the power of the gospel, preaching in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And the Bible tells us that the word of God is quick. That word quick doesn't mean fast. It means alive. The power of God is uh, quick, it, it, it's alive, and watch this, and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Listen, I'm thankful today that, uh, that a, a preacher, <coughs> that I ought not to ever uh, stand here and, 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 and depend upon my ability to try to share the gospel with you. It's not about me or my ability uh, or the words that I speak or my wisdom or my appearance. It's all about the power of the gospel. And so Paul, he's preaching in the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you look in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 through verse 25, I'll give you a moment. You turn over there. What did I do with my water? <clears throat> I, I left it. Brother William, would you go get me a bottle of water, please? First Peter chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, it says this, For all flesh, well, let me, you found your place, amen. Okay, I'm waiting. If you don't have your Bible, there's one right there in front of you, you're close. First Peter says, For all flesh, found your place, amen. Okay, a little better, I'm waiting. That's right after the tea books. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, find your place, amen. amen. 
Okay, good. That's a lot better. For all flesh is as what? Grass. And all the glory of man as the what? Flower of grass. The grass withereth. The flower thereof falleth away. Look at verse 25. But the word of the Lord, what? Endureth forever. Listen and, and watch. It says, and this is the word uh, by which, or of which by the gospel is what? Preached unto you. So it wasn't Paul's personality that built up that church. Listen, folks, it's not my personality that builds up this church. You know? Sometimes my personality is about like sandpaper. And y'all can say, man, it's all right. I get it. But my wife loves me. And my mama loves me. But it's not, it's not, my, uh, it's not my personality. Uh, but it's the power from the word of God that builds a church. Just like here in Thessalonica. Uh, when, but when we see specifically how the power developed in the life of the church, watch, notice verse 5 in what it says. It says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only. Listen, first of all, there's got to be a vessel worthy to, or, or that's willing and worthy to be used. All right? That's not just me. That's you too. <clears throat> when we go out on Saturdays and go door knocking, there's got to be a vessel that's willing to be used of God. And, and we can all say amen. But listen, but gospel is not going to go to those people in word only, you know, through us. But it's also, no, it says, uh, but also, look, in power and in the Holy Ghost. Now watch, as Paul's preaching the word of God, the Holy Spirit is superintending. Okay? Uh, in other words, the Holy Spirit is touching hearts. That superintending me. Have you ever done something and been working on something and, and you, somebody just stands over your shoulder and watch what you're doing, make sure you do it right? Yeah. Uh, when I was working for the newspaper, our pressman quit and, and the boss, the owner of the company, he came and said, can you run the press? I said, yeah, I can run it. He said, well, we've got to run it. We've got to do it. It's about 120,000 copies. It's got to be done in two days. Can you do it? I said, yeah, I'll give my best shot. So they... I got everything ready. We, I got it all on the press, and, and you know, and and I got it running. And all the time that I'm walking around trying to get stuff ready, the owner, guess what he's doing? Come here, Bruce Elton. He, I'm walking around doing stuff, and he's just going. I mean, he is looking at me. He's looking over my shoulder, and he's saying, "Why are you doing that? What's that? What are you doing that for?" And you know, and at some point, you know what I said. Do you want to do this? <laughs> Thank you, Brother Shelton. But let me tell you something. As Christians, the Holy Spirit of God superintends what we do. And you and I, we need to turn around and say, you know what? <clears throat> it's better if you do this and not me. Listen, why? Because the Holy Spirit of God, He's the one that works through us. And if we'll just be a vessel, then listen, the Holy Spirit of God will take care of everything. Listen, we need this in every service. We need the Holy Spirit of God to move into the hearts of people to where we can see the moving of the Spirit of God. Um, uh, my son, was uh, they had a, a camp at the ranch where they are. And he said, there's about 200 kids. And he said, Dad, he said, man, it's, he said, uh, it's like revival broke out. <laughs> he said, uh, there was, uh, 
uh, these people, they began singing this song about, you know, no matter what's happened in your life and no matter how much you've messed it up, that you can still come and get things right. And he said, you know what? He said, people were crying and there were kids crying. And he said, they were coming to altar to the altar while they were singing. And I said, well, praise the Lord. And he said, yeah. He said, it was like revival broke out. Listen, that's what needs to happen in every church. Listen, we don't have to wait. If the Holy Spirit of God begins to speak to our heart, listen, we don't have to say, well, we got to wait till the invitation. No, wait a minute. We don't have to wait till the invitation starts if the, if the Holy Spirit of God begins to grip our heart and we can't hardly stand it. There's been people that's come to the altar during the preaching service. Listen, and listen, that ought to take place. There ought to be a liberty of the Spirit of God in, in the hearts of people. And if we will allow that, you never know, revival might break out here at Central Park Baptist Church. Listen, we need the Holy Spirit of God to touch our hearts. And when the Holy Spirit's at work, souls are saved, lives are changed. That's why <clears throat> Acts chapter 1, verse 8, a very familiar verse of Scripture says, And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Yes. You shall receive power when? After. After what? After the Holy Ghost comes upon us. Listen, that means... We've got to be right with God so that the Holy Spirit of God can move upon our hearts. Uh, and, and if you want to be a witness, then you've got to live in such a way on a daily basis so that the Holy Spirit of God can live in you. So when it's time to speak to somebody, then the power of God will be there then and not later. What if you walk up on an accident and somebody's laying there and they're and the, their life's blood is oozing out of them, and they were to, and you were to walk up to try to help, and and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they won't live. And they look at you in your eye, and they say, "Can you pray for me? I'm not saved." Well, what if you just, what if you've been living out in the world all week? What if you've been doing things that you know that God's not pleased with? Is God going to hear you when you pray on their behalf? Listen, they don't need to, you know, they may not have three minutes for you to pray and repent and get right with God. They may need you to pray right then. Listen, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then when that happens, ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth. And, you know, and it didn't say anything after the Holy Ghost comes upon you that you'll speak in an unknown tongue. It just says that you'll be a witness. You know what a witness does? They talk about what they've seen, what they've heard, and what they've felt. Listen, uh, that's what happens when the Spirit of God moves. Then verse 5 tells us that the gospel came in much assurance. Paul preached in power and in the Holy Spirit and and watch, and in much assurance, preaching in power means preaching in the power and in the energy of God himself. Um, the gospel is not just words. It's not just sharing an idea. Words and ideas are involved, but think about this. But, but the gospel is more. The gospel is the power of God at work in the human heart. And listen, then you and I today, we need to avail ourselves <clears throat> so that the Spirit of God can move in us. And if we let the Spirit of God move in us, we can accomplish, uh, uh, I mean, it's innumerable and, uh, and incalculable about what we can do if the Holy Spirit of God is working through us. 
will not be able to measure what God does. That's why, listen, uh, multiplication is a whole lot better than addition. The Holy Spirit of God multiplies. You and me, we add. I would a whole lot rather win by multiplication. Listen, that's what it takes to reach people with the gospel. Listen, we, we ought to bathe. Now think about this. We're talking about the power of God at work in the human heart. We ought to bathe this place in prayer. Think about this. When the opportunity is given for us to pray, whether it's during the invitation or whether it's in the morning before service or whether it's in the afternoon, but whenever it is, um, listen, this place ought to be filled with people ready to pray. Amen. Amen. There should never have to be a plea for prayer. Never. We shouldn't we should never have to beg people to come pray. Church, we're gonna pray. You know, if we can just get a few, y'all please come. We're gonna pray at eight thirty, y'all come on up. You follow me? All I all all anyone ought to do from this place is say, Listen, church, we're gonna get together and pray. I mean, it ought to be you ought it ought to be dangerous to stand by the door when you know at eight twenty five because people are trying to come in here to pray. Uh, there ought never be a, a plea for prayer. And the reason is because listen, without prayer the power of God's not gonna fall. Without prayer, souls won't be saved. Without prayer, the backslidden, they're not going to repent and come back to God. Without prayer, we're going to miss out on the power of God. And folks, this church here uh, at Thessalonica, there was a powerful reception of the word of God. And it all started because they prayed. If you'll notice when there's a verse scripture says, and when they had prayed that 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 the place was shaken where they were at. But it all started with the people that was willing to pray, that that, that were willing to get on their knees before God and say, Lord, listen, just keep me out of your way and let me be a a vessel and you fill me and and just use me and please fill this place with the power of the Spirit of Almighty God. God help us to understand that then we'll never accomplish anything for the cause of Christ without the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And we can all say, amen. amen. Uh, they, there was a leading of the Holy Spirit. There was an assurance that God was in that place. But notice in verses 7 and 9, there were some influential things that took place. And this is where we see our challenge today as a church. Look in verse 7 and 8 again. It says, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith, the Godward, is spread abroad. In other words, they knew about them. Uh, people were talking about this church everywhere. Listen, I mean, think about this church at Thessalonica was so great that they, listen, uh, that it, their influence had spread uh, abroad in, in different places. And, and it was just because people were talking about it. It shouldn't be. Man, I'm telling you what, you hear about Central Park Baptist Church, man, they always fussing and fighting down there. I'm telling you, you uh, bad news spreads a lot faster than good news. Yeah. But they ought to talk about us in a positive way. Listen, through their testimony, watch, this young church was so committed to the Lord uh, that their testimony had spread all over the known world. I mean, it ought to be like when we go out knocking on doors and we knock and, 
And they, I mean, and it's a certain time of on a Saturday morning that when we knock, then the people open the door and we say, I'm from Central Park. Yeah, I know where you're from. You're from Central Park Baptist Church up there on Jackson Road. We know where that's at, you know. You don't have to tell, listen, that ought to be, the people ought to know who we are, and not in a bad way, but because of, of what we represent and about the power of God and, the, and the, the lives of people that are changed in this place. There's, they, they had a right testimony. I mean, it was a wonderful example of, of witnessing and, and a great lesson for us today that, that we need to get the task of living for Christ and, and being a right testimony for Him. Look in verse 8, they... Uh, they were known through their proclamation. It was from the church that the truth of the Lord that the message was going forward. Listen, as members of Central Park Baptist Church, we have a responsibility, as that verse says, to sound out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, that's our job. That's our responsibility. That's what we're here for. We're here so that we can uh, gain the strength and the uh, the challenge to me and you to not only just to live godly, but to tell people, listen, uh, uh, it's not just this uh, 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 easy uh, evangelism type thing that uh, our lifestyle evangelism to, well, oh, they'll know that I'm a Christian. All I've got to do is live it in front of them. No, wait a minute. God expects us to open our mouth. Yeah. God expects us to tell them that who we are and who we represent. Listen, it's important that you live right so that other people will listen to you. If you do tell them, if you're not living right, listen, then they're not going to listen. I was telling Malachi, and I'll just use him. We were talking this morning, and he and I was talking. I said, listen, if we don't live right in front of people, we can't help them. We'll not influence them. I was thumbing through the channels yesterday or day before, whenever it was, and and they had... Uh, I'm not even going to say their name. This young girl, I guess she's a girl, might have been a young woman. And I told my wife, I said, you know, those people, they're a bunch of them. They're, I said, those are the biggest uh, zeros I've ever seen in my life. I, and you know what they call them? Influencers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, now you're catching what I'm throwing? Yeah, influencers. Listen, I'm not going to let somebody like that influence me. And neither should you. But that's what they do. They have literally hundreds of thousands of people that follow them. And, and they, you know, if they use a certain product, I guess that's what they do. And then if they influence other people to use it. And, and so they go out. Listen, that's the way the world operates these days. But I'm here to let you know that we need to be influencers, but influencers toward the things of God and for people to live a holy and a righteous life. And if, but if we don't live right, if we don't do right, will not influence anybody. But this church was an influencer. And, and they influenced not only through their testimony, but through their proclamation, and they sounded out the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, this church of Thessalonica was a great church because, again, they were sounding out the gospel. They were proclaiming that Jesus Christ was the resurrected Savior and, and a great place to hear about Him and, and learn about Him. Uh, and, and that's our only goal and our only job as a church, and that is to tell other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, look in verse 9, their service. This is, a, I think, a good picture of salvation. People were saying, hey, you know, they, they got saved, and, and they 
you know, turn from their idols. Now watch this. How would you like someone to be able to say of you, boy, you know, old so-and-so, they used to be a party animal. But, you know, but man, they got saved and you can't keep them people away from church. I mean, if you go around them, listen, I'm telling you, if you go around them, they're going to talk about Jesus. You know, they're one of them Jesus people. You know, they're one of them Bible thumpers. Uh, you know, they're going to call you deacon. They're going to call you, uh, they'll be calling you preacher or, or, or something like that. But listen, that's what the Holy Spirit of God does. And if they want to call you that, fine. But listen, but God teaches us that we cannot fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. I mean, we, I don't know, that, I mean, you, if they got their ox in the ditch, you can't get in the ditch with them and try to help them. Amen. Um, man, this guy used to be a party animal. But, but look in verse 9. I want you to see this is important. What they, it's not only important what they said, but how they say it. How they say it. it says, for they themselves are, yeah, is that right, verse 9? Yeah, no, for they themselves show of us uh, what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye, now I want you to read this, how ye did what? Okay, oh, stop right there. See, they turned, what? To God from idols. They did not say, watch this, did they turn from idols to God? You follow me? You say, well, what difference does that make? Uh, have you ever heard somebody say, well, this preacher, I've had them say, as soon as I get some things cleaned up in my life, I'm going to get in. I'm going to serve God. As soon as I... I don't know, as soon as I get, you know, get this cleaned up in my life, as soon as I get some bills paid, I'm going to start tithing. You know what that is? That's turning from idols to God. I don't know, preacher, as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as I can get my family lined out, I'm going to start getting in church and doing right. As soon as I can get my job taken care of, I'm going to get back in church. You know what that is? That's turning from idols to God. You know, as soon as I can clean up my own life by myself, as soon as I can reform myself, I'll serve God. Are you catching the difference? They said, no. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn to God and let him help me get away from all this other stuff. In other words, I'm going to put God first in my life. I'll choose Him, and I'm going to get on my face before God. I'm going to say, God, I've got some idols in my life, and I need you to take care of them for me. I can't do it. I can't clean me up, but God, you can clean me up, and you can fill me with the Spirit of God, and when you do it, it'll be done right, and I won't have to worry about it. But we want to clean ourselves up first. Listen, you'll never clean yourself up first. If that's the if that's the route you're going, you know I was I think I was on Brother Marco the other day. I said, "How many of us would ever have kids if we said, as soon as I can afford it, as soon, honey, as soon as we can afford to have a child, we're gonna have a baby." There would none of us be here. Listen, you know what we just have our children, and then we sacrifice to take care of them. Yeah. Right. yeah. 
Uh, listen, it's the same thing when we turn to God from idols. We can't do it on our own. We have to have the help of Almighty God. They turned to God first. Then, with God's help and strength, they repented and turned away from idols. This church of Thessalonica had a great influence. And it came from God himself. And because of God's power, they served God with a tenacity and a fervor that only could come from God. Can I tell you, folks, this in, in summer times are difficult, but if we'll stick to it. And when, if we get down, if, we, if we'll just get back up. Amen. If we'll, uh, you, know, you know, they call Wednesday hump day for a reason. You know, uh, it's, it's to help us to get through the rest of the week. Yeah. Listen, Wednesdays are tough, but I, I'm telling you, our crowds are pretty good on Wednesday nights. In fact, I think it probably beats the crowd that we have right now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't know about you, but I need it. I need to come and. And I need to draw strength from you. You know what? We draw strength from one another. And when one of us isn't here, you know what happens? We fail to draw the necessary strength that we need when someone's not here. So you're going to influence somebody. This church was an influencing church. And as a result, folks were being saved. Lives were being changed. And folks, that is exactly what God wants to take place here. But it has to start with you has to start with you. I mean, I mentioned this the other day. I, I can only do so much, and I, but I can't do it alone. I need you. And you're here because God puts you here, and the Lord wants to use you too. He said, well, preacher, I'm only one. Yeah, but if two get together, we're stronger than one. If three get together, guess what? We're stronger than two. You follow me? If four get together, we're stronger than three. And listen, you may not be very strong at all. But the strength that you do have when it adds to some, uh, someone else or two or three other people, listen, I'm telling you, that strength becomes pretty great. Listen, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And God wants to use you, and I think he wants to use Central Park. And he's after us. He's after you. I mean, Satan's after you. And he wants to get you sidetracked. But I'm, I, I just want to encourage you, stay the course. The church of Thessalonica became a great church. They weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But they stayed together. One faith, one mind, one Christ. And all God's people can say, Amen. Father, help us. Lord, the church of Thessalonica was a great example Lord Paul was talking to them about how the Holy Spirit of God strengthened them and empowered them, Lord, and they really became a force to be reckoned with. And Lord, that's what you want for all your churches, Lord. And, but I'm asking you something special for us here at Central Park. God, everybody raised their hand that they've been through some things this week. They, everyone raised their hands about burdens, God, on their heart. And Lord, burdens come. You can't live in this life without burdens and discouragement and disappointment. But God, we can live with those things because our strength comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so I ask you, Lord, to please fill us. God, please strengthen us. And I pray, God, that you would please help us, Lord. And God, this week, Lord, as we leave this place, 
uh, this afternoon. I pray, God, that we will be the testimony that you want us to be. May we tell people with, about Christ with assurance and boldness, God, that comes from only you, dear Holy Spirit. So fill us, Lord. In order for us to be filled with you, we've got to empty ourselves of self. So I pray, God, that you'd help us do that this afternoon and strengthen us, Lord, for the week. Bless us, Lord. Give this invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we sing a verse of invitation, if the Lord speak into your heart, you come. Come right now. The cross upon which Jesus died is a shelter in which we can find. And His grace so free is sufficient for me. And deep is this fountain, and wide as the sea. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, and there's still room for one. Yes, there's room. At the cross for you. While these are at the altar praying, if you need to come, you come.